Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Hippie Mama. Today I have a special guest speaker. His name is Stephen Murray. Stephen is the author of several books, The Chapel of Eternal Love, Return to the Chapel of Eternal Love, Murder Abroad, the Queen Elizabeth II, and Discreetly Yours. Prior to becoming a self-published author, Stephen co-founded a computer software company 39 years ago. So welcome to the podcast today, Stephen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for inviting me to be a guest, and I thank your listeners for tuning in. Yes, absolutely. Well, it is an honor to have you on as our guest speaker today. And what I'd like for you to do, if you could, just give us some background information about you first, and then we'll just kind of go where the wind blows. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I was originally born in England, and as a young child, I uh, my family moved to Southern Africa, different countries, Throughout Southern Africa, I spent my formative years there, went to boarding school there. When I finished school, and I'm just merely a high school graduate, I might add, mm -hmm. I left and went back to live in England. I lived in London for seven years. And then I got the opportunity of a job offer in Los Angeles in California. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get away from those hard, cold winters and... <laughs> the months and months of rain, and Los Angeles seemed idyllic, so I just cast caution to the wind, packed my bags, and came to America, wow. and I lived there for 27 years, and then I moved to Las Vegas okay. 18 years ago, and it's where I live to this day. Wow, so you have really traveled extensively. <laughs> um, what was some of your favorite like countries to visit and why? Well, yes, I, I traveled to almost 40 countries throughout the world on all different continents. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most intriguing places that I visited was Bhutan. It's a tiny little country up in the Himalayas, Ooh. nestled northeast of India and next to Tibet. Okay. And that was a very fascinating country to visit because it's it's so different from how we live in the West. Mm. You know, it's it's mainly a Buddhist country and it's very small okay. and they don't have a huge population, no big cities. Uh -huh. And at this there was just something very spiritual about it. The people are very loving and giving. I imagine. They're very warm and hospitable. Yeah. And it was just a nice place to go. I think that was one of the most intriguing places. Okay. I think of the Galapagos Islands in Ooh. South America, Very amongst all the animals yeah. and the wildlife there, the tortoises <laughs> and seals. Yeah. It was so nice because the animals have never been hunted, so there's no fear. Oh so you can be swimming in the ocean and a, a seal will come and rub itself alongside oh. you. And, um, you know, wow. that was a wonderful experience. I bet. Um, 
but it's it's the world's a fabulous place yes. and you know the, the people in it are all wonderful mm. um well in my experience they've all been wonderful and hospitable i haven't had awesome. any horrible experiences anywhere in the globe oh that's wonderful i do want to ask you one question because one thing that i've always or one place i've always wanted to go was to africa and to actually do a safari have you ever done that yes um Funnily enough, not until I went back to Africa <laughs> okay. on vacation. Um, uh, I went back there and went up to the Victoria Falls, um, oh. which is a, a fabulous place to visit too mm -hmm. in, in Zimbabwe and uh, Zambia, and did a little safari there. But I haven't been on like a full week safari kind of thing or two weeks where you're camping out. Oh, okay. um, I'm not big on that. Okay. camping out stuff um i just like the, the luxury hotel okay so <laughs> but i, I did go to sort of around game reserves and things like okay. that um awesome. just wild animal hunting but go for it you'd never look back Karen. i'm sure i'm sure so can you also give us a little background about the computer industry because you you did that for 39 years right. well almost hate to say this, it's, it's almost 50 years because oh. I, I was taken on as a trainee computer programmer straight from high school when I was still in Africa. Okay. And then when I went to live in England, I pursued the computer career. And then, of course, the job I was offered in California was in the computer industry. So okay. I've never really known anything else. Wow. Um, it's just always been my life. It's all that I've done. Okay. Okay. So I'm really, really like, um, I'd like to know how did you, how did, how did the writing come about as a computer? You think about the computer IT people and they're super, super smart and writers are smart, but it's like, how, how did that like cross your path? Well, it crossed my path. Karen, I originally, I had never, I'd never even thought about writing. Mm -hmm. I'd never really written, I'd written little short articles and things like that. Mm -hmm. But one day I was out having lunch just by myself. I'd, it was a Saturday and I just finished my shopping and I went and decided to have some lunch. And mm -hmm. I just suddenly started thinking, I was doing a little bit of people watching in the restaurant and, mm -hmm. um, I suddenly started thinking how different everybody's lives had been had to have been to mine. Okay. And having travelled to as many countries as I, as I have, I thought, you know what? I I really need to put all these experiences down in a book mm. um, from all these different countries. So I went straight home and I sat down behind my computer and outlined the book. Okay. And spent two years writing it. Wow. Okay. Only to be subsequently told that things like autobiographies don't sell unless you're you know uh. well known if, if you're a famous <laughs> entertainer or sports person or politician or somebody along those lines mm -hmm. um the average unknown person nobody's going to buy their biography mm. and i was told to write women's fiction okay. and as i'd written my biography i discovered a real joy of writing and i thought mm -hmm. oh I, i've got to do something with this writing i've got to keep at it uh -huh. and that's what i did 
Wow. So women's fiction writing. Now, did you find, <laughs> did you find that to be a bit of a challenge being a male figure uh, to be able to write things or, or topics that would entice women to want to read it? Because we tend to be very the romantic type and we want to find that happily ever after. So how, how was that for you, your experience with, with doing that? Oh, it, it was it was really a challenge. Well, one thing <laughs> I learned very early in the game was that men and women are definitely wired differently. Yes. There's no question in my mind, you know. <laughs> women are from Venus and men are from Mars right. or whichever way around that book goes, but it's absolutely true. Uh -huh. I was fortunate enough, um, Karen, to land up in a writer's critique group that starts out with just two men and one lady. Okay. and it suddenly turned around where there were uh, four women and myself. And <laughs> in the critique group, we each take something that we've written. Mm -hmm. And the women were an absolute godsend to me when I was writing my first book, you know, The, the Chapel of Eternal Love. Okay. They kept saying, well, well, what does the bride look like? I'd say, who cares what she looks <laughs> like? You know, what they care about, what the story is, is why they come to Las Vegas to get married yes. at the Chapel of Eternal Love. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, if you're writing for women, women want to know these things. So we'll be yeah. back to the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was tough, you know, trying to, mm -hmm. uh, in, because it is a book about love, it's not really romance, it's a book about love. You know, yeah. everybody falls in love for different reasons. Right. It's not a one size fits all. Right. And trying to come up with all the different characters mm. and make them unique mm -hmm. and their personalities unique. Mm -hmm. Yes, you've got to dig really deep down inside to see if you've got those feelings yourself yes. that may just be buried you know they yes. might have been there all these years and just never had reason to yes. dip into them exactly so. and you know i i will tell you um i read your book i read the chapel of eternal love and uh, clearly this book is it, it gives you hope it gives like you could be an older couple and don't think you could find love and you find it in the strangest of places. You had such your creativity and ability to just bring the reader to where you or to where these characters were and to to witness their life momentarily was outstanding. So um, definitely a high, high on my chart of recommendations for books. Um, you are a great, a great author. Um, and I think you did a very wonderful job of capturing the spirit of each of these characters. So that's good. So what I'd like for you to do, if you don't mind, could you just give us a little description about each of the books that you actually have out right now? Can you talk about that for us? Sure. Um, well, The Chapel of Eternal Love, it's uh, subtitled Wedding Stories from Las Vegas. The reader essentially gets to spend a day at a wedding chapel in Las Vegas. You know, we are the marriage capital of the world, mm -hmm. after all. And each chapter is a different story, but the, all the stories are linked together by Rosemary, the wedding organizer, and mm -hmm. her little pet dog, uh, Buster, mm -hmm. and uh, the book is really about why do couples come here? Why did 
why do they do away with all the trimmings and the trappings of a large mm-hmm. wedding? Why do they just come here by themselves? And mm-hmm. What are their stories? So some of them are stories that are uh, heartwarming and uplifting and some are a little bit heartbreaking mm-hmm. and some are humorous. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that the reader goes on an emotional roller coaster, sure. but ultimately um, <laughs> the book is intended to be uplifting and to offer hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second book to be published was Return to the Chapel of Eternal Love, Marriage Stories from Las Vegas. And that was never planned. It was in response to readers' requests. Uh, people want to know what happened to each of these couples in the Chapel of Eternal Love. Yes. What happened to them after they left the chapel? Mm-hmm. And I'd never planned on that. <laughs> it never occurred to me that people would want to know what yes. happened to these people after all their friction. <laughs> So um, I had to quickly come up with follow-up stories uh, for each of these couples. And the book takes place five years down the road. And uh, there's a chapter for each of the couples again and where their journeys have taken them in the intervening five years. And they all have a compelling reason to come back to Las Vegas. So that was a fun ride. And then Murder Aboard the Queen Elizabeth II, the third book to be published. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have the good fortune of going on the Queen Elizabeth II. And I decided to write a murder mystery, and it was about a very, very wealthy Beverly Hills couple who was celebrating their silver wedding anniversary. And they decide to take their close friends and dysfunctional family on the QE2 to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And they've made their money in the music industry, so their close friends are in the entertainment world. And as I said, their family's dysfunctional. And so they all jet set off to England, spend a few days in London. Then as they're coming back on the QE2, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the party gets killed. And Mm -hmm. then, of course, there's... It's got to be solved before the ship docks in New York, otherwise the parties scatter. So it's a cosy murder mystery. There's no graphic sex, graphic violence, no expletives. There isn't in any of the books, incidentally. And the last book, Discreetly Yours, um, uh, I've already shown the the romantic side of Las Vegas with the wedding chapels, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we live in a dichotomy city right. here. Uh, it's known as Sin City and we're the marriage capital of the world, so go figure. Right. Um, but discreetly yours is about three very sophisticated, elegant, classy ladies who work for a very exclusive escort agency in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman that owns it, well, I shouldn't say gentleman, he's a crumb. The, uh, the person who owns it, and he treats these women like dirt, and they've all got their own reasons for getting rid of him. So they come up with the perfect crime mm-hmm. to get rid of him. Oh. So it's not a murder mystery. There's no mystery as to who's going to get killed. You know that from the outset. Okay. But you, you, you stay with these women as they plot and they plan, they connive uh, to come up with a perfect crime. But is it the perfect crime? Mm. Do they overlook some small detail that brings the whole lot crashing down? Or do they actually get away with it? Mm. And they actually do go through ahead with the murder and then they have to deal with all the consequences that follow through. 
So the mystery is, mm-hmm. do they actually get away with it or don't they? And more to the point, having read about the, the guy and the way he's treated them, mm-hmm. even though they murdered him, do you actually want them to get away with the uh, crime, even though it's murder? I see. You're almost rude so, for him. <laughs> right. Well, that's up to you. That's okay. up to the reader. Okay. <laughs> it depends which side you sit on on that. Thing, okay. I don't make any moral judgments. I just put the story out there. And again, it's it's a fun read. Uh-huh. Uh, no expletives. You could give it to your grandmother to read. She wouldn't be okay. offended. Uh-huh. So those are the four books that are out there. Wow. So out of those four books. And I know you said that there was a bit of a challenge to do the very first one, The Chapel of Eternal Love. But did you find any of the other um, books that you wrote somewhat of a challenge? Or or did you feel that there was just this, this spiritual connection that was just allowing you to, to just, you know, you hear about creative writers and they're just, they, they sit and they, wherever they're at, and it just flows from them. So was it like that for you with all of your books or did you find one more challenging than the other or about equally oh um they've all been challenging to be quite honest i mean i have to tell you and i I should have prefaced this Mm -hmm. the book uh, discreetly yours about the escort agency okay i know absolutely nothing about (laughs) escort agencies i know nothing about escorts um it's all pure imagination. It's 100% imagination. Wow. Um, so getting inside the minds of three escorts mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. a challenge in and of itself. But then stay with them as they plot and plan this murder. Right. That was yet another challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. So, But that for me is the joy of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the fun. It's got to be something for me that is going to present a challenge. Okay. It really has to be a challenge for me to sit down and write because that for me is where the joy is, is can I make this happen? Can I make it credible? I see. And all of the books, other than the QE2, um, because I'd been on it mm-hmm. um, and I was able to draw on some experience there, uh, even the, the chapter of eternal love, it's mm-hmm. it's all one hundred percent imagination. It wasn't like I, I went and a, met a, ch- a wedding chapel okay. owner and interviewed them, or I didn't oh my uh, interview couples or anything like that. It's all one hundred percent imagination, mm-hmm. and that's the fun and that's the challenges. Yes. All these imagination, I tell you, things it- come through your mind, and then it's putting it out on paper, that, that's another story, just getting it out there on paper. Right, <laughs> right, I can imagine. So do you, like, set a certain amount of time aside to, to do your writing, or is it just whenever it moves you and you feel like, okay, I need to go and record this, this is something I, I, I want to put down? So how how was your setup um, for your writing? Well, I, I've, I've tried uh, over the years. Um, I still have the computer business, although I'm winding it down now because okay. I'm at the age where um, enough already. Okay. Uh, try and try and do some more fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, but Saturday afternoon is when I normally try and 
and write a chapter if I can. And during the week, as I'm driving to the bank or to the supermarket or wherever, all these thoughts are roaming around in my mind as to what this character is going to say or do I need to bring this character back in in this chapter and so on and so forth. And then normally when I sit down on Saturday afternoon, the words kind of just tumble out onto the keyboard. But having said that, it hasn't been, you know, this last year and a half for all of us, you know, uh, oh, COVID's yes. turned all of our worlds upside down okay. and topsy-turvy and right. there have been other things to deal with. So mm-hmm. now it's more this last book that I'm working on right now that's being edited. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shorter book, but it's it taken almost two years. There's just been other things happening. So I just have to okay. write when I can grab a chapter. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, so tell me this, as a self-published author, how difficult is it to actually market your books? It's very difficult, Karen, mm-hmm. very, very difficult um, because you've got nobody backing you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do all your own promoting and pushing and marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's the fun part of it too. Um, mm-hmm. I try and set up book signings at bookstores, but one has to think outside of the box. There's only so many bookstores now, certainly in Las Vegas, there's very few. So you can only have so many signings. So you have to think outside of the box and reach out to other places. Mm -hmm. And for example, on Valentine's Day, Mm -hmm. I take the chapel books and I'll call uh, something like a large beauty salon where mm-hmm. women are going to have their nails done and their yeah. hair done and, and what have you, mm-hmm. and see if I can do book signings there. That's and um, I've been able to do that at a couple of places. Okay. Uh, Hallmark's been very good. Okay. But, you know, you have to reach out. I, I speak at a lot of senior centres too because okay. a lot of seniors can't go out there, right. sort of housebound, if you will. Mm-hmm. And... The senior centers, they like people from the outside to come and talk yeah. to their residents. And that's been quite a a, a good venue for me. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to do it all yourself. You yeah. And I'm just hoping that somewhere along the line, somebody will pick it up. Or Mark will pick it up um, oh, all gosh, the books yes. for TV miniseries or TV movie in the case oh. of Discreetly Yours or Murder Aboard the QE2. But yes. I thought the chapel books might make a nice little TV oh miniseries. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's finding the connections to make right. that happen. And that's another story. Right. And, and it definitely sounds like you have to be a person that is um, – more extroverted, even if you are an introvert person, you as a self-published author, you have to really put yourself into the public kind of domain in order to really get seen. So, uh, you're absolutely yeah. right, and I, I am shy by nature, mm-hmm. um, but I thought if if I want to have, I'm not there to make you know a million bucks out right. of these books. I just kind of enjoy the challenge and I've got used to mm-hmm. going out and speaking about the books and I've got more 
comfortable speaking with people, but yeah. you're, you've hit the nail on the head that even if you're an introvert, you kind of have to yes. make yourself okay. into an extrovert. And, but true. life takes us down these paths where we never know we're going to travel and yes. they, they yes. land up being surprisingly beneficial. Absolutely. So you mentioned um, that you're currently working on a book can, and can you give us just a little, like a, a little hint about what that is and when is oh, it? Oh, sure. Expected? Well, I finished it. It's in being edited. Oh, okay. The problem is I, I can't come up with a title for it. I can't oh, find the title. Okay. Um, it's, it's a, a very warm and fuzzy Christmas book. Oh. It's just pure, warm, fuzzy, oh. gooey, Christmassy. Okay. Um, because having spent two years working on Discreetly Yours, that uh-huh. was reflecting on the seedy side of Las Vegas and uh-huh. murder and escorts and all that. Okay. The unsavory aspects of life, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to just do something totally different. And the premise of the story is it's just five people. They're traveling on a helicopter uh-huh. um, to visit people in a small town. Okay. But on the way, the helicopter crashes and uh, into some snow. And it's outside this very Ooh. small Christmas village that basically lives Christmas all year long. The villagers, that's what they do. They Christmas is in their DNA. They're just all warm and loving and giving. And the five individuals on the plane all have uh, issues to deal with and um, how the few days in this little village turn their lives around. uh, It becomes a life-altering experience for them. So it's just warm and fuzzy, but it's... I can't find a title because all the titles with Christmas, you know, <laughs> wonderful Christmas, a spiritual Christmas, a right. treasure of a Christmas, they're okay. all gone. And <laughs> I thought, you know what, I'm just going to call it a warm and fuzzy Christmas. And even go. that was taken. <laughs> oh, no. Taken okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds very interesting. And I will tell you, on your website, I came across a short story that you wrote about a Christmas tree, or the or- Christmas ornament. Ah. I loved it. I do you know it brought so many childhood memories back and just thinking that wow they have a life. I mean, you know, I know that they don't, but they do. And and so I'm again, that's another thing like if if people really want to get an idea of the type of writer you are, that's a great little short in- story introductory for, for to read and it's so uplifting and and you smell the gingerbread and everything. And I just love even your two people, their their names were like Christmassy to me too. So I was like, it was That's fabulous, right. fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely. So Stephen, can you tell us how we can like purchase your books, your website? Can you give us all of that information? And I will also make sure I list it in the description box for everyone too. Thank you. Yes, if people are interested, they could just need to go to my website, www.authorstephen, as S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot com. And it lists all the books. And if they click on each of the books, it will 
each of the books has their own website where they can see synopses of the books. They can read professional reviews, customer reviews. Okay. They'll tell them where they can buy the books. They can order it from our website if they want signed copies or awesome. as Christmas gifts or things like that. Wonderful. Wow. They are also available on Amazon, but if they go to the author website, that way they'll right. find the, the book titles in case they've okay. forgotten them. Okay, excellent. Wow. Well, Stephen, it has been such an honor to have you on the show, to have read your book and love your work. And I just feel so blessed that I've had this opportunity to, to talk to you and to let other people hear who Stephen Murray is. Um, I know you will do go on to do many, many fab, more wonderful things and give us more books that we just can't stop reading. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for, for being here today. Oh, thank you, Karen. I enjoyed it so much. I hope your listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. And it's been an honor being on your show. I felt honored to be invited to be a guest. Mm. I've had a lot of fun. Oh. And I wish you every success and every happiness with your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. So join me tomorrow, guys, for another great topic. and. Have a great night's sleep, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.